Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had promised to perform the inaugural prayers in a newly built mosque in Kuba, just outside Medina, on his return from Tabuk. He had been asked to do so when he was in the midst of planning the Tabuk expedition. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Du Awan, just a day's journey from Kuba, Jibril visited him and revealed that the mosque had been built by the hypocrites. The mosque was to serve as a meeting place for the hypocrites where they could plot their various subversive activities to weaken Islam. By having the Prophet, peace be upon him, pray thee, they hoped to legitimize their gatherings. Thus, forewarned of the threat to the Muslim nation from a mosque built on subversion, Rather than on piety, the Prophet, peace be upon him, immediately sent men to Kuba to demolish it. Wearily but high-spirited, the Muslim army approached Medina at last. The Prophet, peace be upon him, upon seeing the city in the distance, pointed to the familiar landmarks and said, This is Taba, and that is Uhud, the mountain that loves me and that I in return love. When the people of Medina heard that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was approaching, the women and children rushed out of their homes in welcome, singing that they had sung nearly ten years ago when they came to them, seeking a new home. The full moon has risen from amongst us, Thaniat al-Wada. We owe thanks as long as the caller continues to call us. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then went to the mosque and prayed to Raqqa'ah, after which he sat in the mosque and received people. He had been away from Medina for fifty days, and everyone wanted to welcome him home. The Case of Those Who Stayed Behind The hypocrites who had stayed behind came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to repeat the excuses. He did not criticize them, confident that Allah would deal with them. Three Muslims had also failed to join the Tabuk expedition. They were Ka'ab bin Malik, Murra bin Rabi'ah and Hilal bin Umayyah. Since they were able-bodied men, their decision not to participate in jihad was a serious matter. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked them to await Allah's decision on the matter. In the meantime, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade other Muslims from speaking to them. As they awaited Allah's verdict in the solitude of their homes, these three men suffered tremendously. They felt engulfed by darkness, and their souls were in deep distress. After forty days had passed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered the three men not to sleep with their wives. Finally, after fifty days, Allah accepted their repentance, and the following verse was revealed. And Allah has forgiven those three who did not join the Tabuk expedition. While they waited for Allah's decision, the world closed in on them, and they became dejected. They then realized that refuge lies only with Allah, and then He forgave them so that they could repent. Indeed, Allah is oft forgiving, the most merciful. Chapter 9, verse 118 This verse was received with great celebration. The world opened up again for the three men who had been shunted by their fellow Muslims. Everyone congratulated the men, and they gave charity to show their thankfulness. Other verses were revealed concerning the hypocrites and their show of faith. The verses described them and others like them as being diseased in their hearts. And although they were shown signs once or twice yearly, they did not repent, nor did they even contemplate the meaning of the signs. The Prophet, peace be upon him, mourns three deaths. 
In Rajab, the ninth of the Hijrah, the month of the Prophet's return from Tabuk, as Humar bin Abjar, the king of Abyssinia, passed away. He had given the Muslims refuge when they were weak and oppressed by the Makkan pagans. Later, when he recognized that Islam was a continuation of the teachings of Ibrahim, Musa, and Isa, he embraced Islam. Although he was not buried in Medina, the Prophet, peace be upon him, offered funeral prayers for him when he received the news. Then, in Sha'ban of the same year, the Prophet's daughter, Umm Kulthum, anha, also died. The Prophet, peace be upon him, led her funeral prayer and buried her in the graveyard at Medina, Baqi. Deeply saddened at her death, the Prophet recognized the grief of her bereaved husband, Uthman, an, and said to him, If I had a third daughter, I would have given her to you in marriage. A couple of months later in Dhul-Qaeda, Abdullah bin Ubay died. Ever merciful, the Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed for his forgiveness and even led the funeral prayer. Umar and asked the Prophet not to lead the prayer for the dead leader of the hypocrites, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, would not be dissuaded. Later, however, Allah revealed verses instructing the Prophet, peace be upon him, not to offer funeral prayers for the hypocrites. Khazawad During the Age of Ignorance, the Arabs regarded war as a chance to massacre the weak, plunder their goods, destroy their villages and cattle, and rape their women. Islam, however, changed the concept of war. War became a way to rescue the oppressed and punish the oppressors. The ultimate aim of fighting battles was to save people from the worship of idols and false gods and to bring them to Islam, the worship of Allah. Furthermore, before the advent of Islam, war was a way of life for the desert tribes. The war between the tribes of Bakr and Tahlab lasted over 40 years and resulted in the deaths of 70,000 men. Similarly, the war between the Aus and Hazraj tribes lasted more than 100 years with neither side willing to surrender. It was the nature of the Arabs to prolong wars rather than to bow to their enemies, even when the wars were fought over trifles. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, brought Islam to the Arabs, they responded in the way instinctive to them. They fought him. Nevertheless, the Prophet, peace be upon him, first set out to conquer their hearts before resorting to the sword. In all the battles that the Prophet fought, the total number of people who died, Muslims, pagans, Jews and Christians combined, were about 1,000. Moreover, these battles spanned no more than eight years. In this short span, with so little bloodshed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, brought almost the entire Arabian Peninsula under his sway. Many historians inaccurately attribute the Prophet's success to mere military prowess. When we consider how fond the Arabs were of fighting and how willing they were to sacrifice thousands of their men, no matter how insignificant the cause, we realize that the Prophet, peace be upon him, had weapons greater than the sword. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.